Right. Well, today we're here with Emily Hurd. Emily is a singer-songwriter. Uh, for a number of years, she's got her songs on NCIS, 90210, The Good Wife, Melrose Place, and others. Uh, she's also, in addition to being a successful singer-songwriter, starting a brunch pub at Auburn and Maine in Rockford. Uh, and I it's called the Norwegian. Yes. Yeah. How, yes. how fascinating is that? So, so Emily, we're really excited to have you on our podcast today. I'm happy to be here. Uh, so singer-songwriter. Yes. How did we get started into this? Oh gosh! Well, if my if my, my my dad were here, he'd say it was a fall from grace. I I started out at Northwestern, and I was going to be a, a psychologist, I think, and then I just was not happy, and so I I uh, moved to Massachusetts and went to culinary school before the Food Network, and it was cool, you know. Oh, wow. It was like Julia Child, and that was it. And uh, and all this while, from the first college to the second college, I'd been writing tunes because it was just something to do. I liked it. Yeah. And then uh, and then I cooked out there on the Cape for a while, and then I moved back and got a music business degree at Columbia College because I just had been writing so many songs, and I thought I should do something with these. And then uh, I did. I just started making records and then started trying to get music placed and then started playing a lot of gigs and then teaching for extra money and still cooking, you know, food and music, food and music all the time. And uh, uh, then I was full-time music, but I was still running supper clubs out of my apartment in Chicago. I lived in Chicago for 12 years. Um, I stayed there. And uh, raising money, like every time people would kick in 10 bucks and we'd raise money for some, I think, you know, we did different hurricane reliefs and whatever. That was the theme. And and then uh, and then I just stuck with it. And then my um, uh, father passed in 2013 and I moved back to Rockford and I thought, okay, I could either stick with music or I could throw in something different. And, yeah. uh, you know, I didn't want to amass new students here. And so I found a decaying building that I thought the city might tear down. And I'm really mushy about that kind of thing. And Without any inspection or anything, we just bought it with a caved-in roof and everything and just said, all right, let's <laughs> leap. And so that's somehow this is what I've chosen to do. And so I'm I'm a woman of my word, and so I'm <laughs> that's been my path. Um, and that was two and a half years ago, correct? So let's see. The path was t- 2013 was my father. That's that. T- the, if you've lost somebody, that's kind of a m- moment, right? Everything was either before dad or after dad. So after after dad, and we were a really close family. I didn't want my mom to be alone. She was living in Rockford. I moved home. My high school boyfriend was living in Manhattan, working for Salesforce. We just started talking right away. And when you're in your 30s and you're talking, you're pretty self-actualized and you know you're going to get married. It just sort of happens. So all of a sudden, I move back in with my mother from Chicago. He moves back from Manhattan. We're living in Rockford in the house that we you know, made out in in high school and decide to get married. And we are all living together with my mother. This wow. is how the start of it. Then I decide I'm going to buy the building uh, in 2014, the first building. That first building... Uh, was the old North End Cafe, and that building had too many liens on it, and my lawyer told me to stop. So then I looked at the building next door with the caved-in roof, bought it in 2015. That's the one on the end. That's the one on the end. It used to be, it, its story was it used to be a Logley's grocery store, I think, and a soda shop with doctor's offices, and then it went through all of the different you know, permutations. It went, uh, the last thing it was was a pennies-in-your-pocket thrift store, and uh, it was just really leaking and um, a mess. Uh, but I loved it. I thought it was beautiful and perfect. And um, when I was in school, I think it was Holtberg's when I was in Rockford. Um, it was an old gift shop on the corner. And I went to Auburn High School and I, it was right up the street from me. We used to drive by it all the time and I hated seeing it sitting there. And so I thought I've never done anything like this. I've always wanted to have a place. I've you know done so much cooking and um, this would be a way to integrate the two, the two things, music and food. So that's what I did. 
So you buy the building and it's got the problems. Yeah. Um, I first became aware of you because I saw this Kickstarter video. Yeah. Um, at what point in the process did you turn to Kickstarter? Okay, so I'm a musician and people use Kickstarter all the time. So that's how I knew about social you know, crowdfunding. Um, when I first got the quote about asbestos, the asbestos removal itself is only $10,000, only $10,000. So let's go back. So yeah. you found out your building had an asbestos Well, problem. when you buy the building, I bought the building and then I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. And my husband says, you probably should get it checked for contaminants. You're pregnant. So I did. And the mold was clear, but they checked all the, you know, nine by nine tiles and they said, well, this is going to be asbestos. And it was. And I'm a really up and up person and pretty transparent. So I, you know, of course, outed myself right away. Previous building <laughs> owners like, why would you out yourself? <laughs> you should have just hidden it. Um, but I just don't operate that way. So I, um, I put, uh, I, I put it out there and um, somebody said, we're going to have to, once the asbestos is removed, we're going to have to tear out your maple floor underneath and either put something else down or whatever because old buildings didn't have subfloors. They just had, you know, uh, one one layer that I would have to take out. Anyway, long story. They said, so count on it being about $100,000. So I thought, well, there goes that dream. And then I thought, well, I'll just Hail Mary Kickstarter this. And I made a little video of like some me talking over, uh, you used um, iMovie, okay, you know, yeah. me talking over a bunch of still shots I'd taken and put like one of the songs I'd written in the background wrote up the thing on Kickstarter and then made a bunch of rewards. You know, um, I think 20 bucks got you a CD that I had recorded for my for my uh, son that was pregnant at the time. And then, you know, uh, 50 bucks get, got you a card that you get when you come in, you get your a meal for you and somebody else, whatever. $100, which was my most popular level, got you a, a name on a brick on my wall of support. And uh, uh, 300 and up, you started getting house concerts in your home. And so uh, after the Kickstarter made it, which was just crazy, um, I think, which is not a testament to me being awesome at all, but because the community really needed it, um, you know, those th that's why those things work out. Uh, I had to play 45 house concerts in the continental United States, half of them <laughs> with food. And then, and so that's what I did. I had a baby and I started getting right on the road on the weekends. Where was the farthest at, you had to go? Uh, the Cape. Wow. <laughs> The Cape. On <laughs> the you drive? <laughs> I drove in a camper because I was, at that, that point, so then, just worth mentioning, at, in 2016, while I was actually on the floor scraping, so backtrack before we even go there, I decided to save money um, by trying to save the original floors by taking six months and just scraping tar. I mean, it does. there's no gadget for for getting tar it was you know an inch of tar underneath the asbestos tiles after they've been abated so i scraped tar for six months and in that tar scrape period found out i was pregnant again i'm one of those people that get got the back-to-back -back pregnancies so the cape one i'll never forget this i had just finished scraping last of my tar i was pregnant with my now daughter who's eight months old and got in a camper because i needed to take my son with me because there was no money for childcare and like made all the desserts ahead of time and shoved them in a freezer in the thing in the camper. And we all drove across country. And I mean, I've lost a lot of the money that I've made on Kickstarter, as you might imagine, because <laughs> I mean, you really need to think this through. If it, like, right. if this is, I mean, I just really didn't think it'd be successful, but you have to plan that perhaps you will be successful and you'll have to do all those things. Ma putting CDs in the mail was cake. It was done in a week. You know, I had mailed out 900 CDs 
and I have to make 400 plaques for the wall. And that's, that's all fine. That takes time, but it's not that tremendous, arduous and costly, um, enterprise of, you know, driving all over the country, either pregnant or nursing and taking away your weekends from your family and everything. So anyway, I'm grateful. I shouldn't be complaining. It's been a really wild ride. I will never do it again, <laughs> but it's, I'm, it's something I can say that I did. And it's been interesting. So, what is the status of the Norwegian right now? The uh, so the Norwegian is twelve thousand square feet. Mm-hmm. The upstairs. The reason I did it in the order I did it. The upstairs was the most damaged. Uh, the roof had collapsed. The asbestos tile was up there. All of the windows needed to be replaced. Uh, plaster had come down so many places. I spent the first year just up there, getting it so that that could be rented out. And then that money funneled into the restaurant. So as of now, the whole upstairs is completely rented, um, which is beautiful. I have nine businesses in that building right now. They're all artists. And if you can just uh, allow me, um, one is a horse fl- horse um, flowers gallery, and they support so many local artists. He's a um, curator. Um, it looks like an art museum. There's uh, Fine Designs are doing a photography. There's um, uh, Epic Horse Photography. There is uh, uh, Three Ravens. He just put in a kiln and he's doing pottery up there. Um, there are two musicians. There's one mixed media artist. Um, it's really become an incredible space. So, I mean, and I've the rent is really, really reasonable because I felt like, okay, one, I don't think I can ask a lot, but two, it kind of is a way to give back to the community for giving to me. And um, the more business businesses we can have in that strip of businesses, which is the longest continuous, un- uh, continuous uh, stretch of old buildings in the city of Rockford. Like no one really? is. Yes, we are a scrappy bunch of just people that bought the old buildings and we're a very unique <laughs> strip. Um, anyway, that's all rented. Uh, then downstairs is a barbershop called Your Cuts and Styles. And the Norwegian right now is just waiting for the stamp from the city that has my plans uh, to say, yes, you may go. And then it goes very fast. Um, Then it's not just one woman and 12,000 square feet, but a team of electricians and um, HVAC and plumber and everything. And um, in the meantime, I'm just learning how to frame walls and my bar and that kind of thing. Um, I've learned so much about uh, wiring. I've taken all of the classes. I'm a certified renovator. I went to, you know, because I didn't know anything. Yeah. Um, so you, you have to be on the up and up and you do everything right. So I'm, I'm now as, as equipped as a, anybody else can be to do the job. I don't have experience, but I have, you know, um, a, will, a willingness yeah. and some training. So, um, so that's where it's at. And, um, I keep on saying, I'm going to try to be open in May, but now that I know how it works, you know, we, we've been hiding all of our bad news from people because, um, I just don't think it's a good idea to put out your bad news. I just sure. don't. Yeah. Um, that's the way I am. Um, the one time I put out anything we got broken into and I just asked if anybody looks look out for a very specific item. That's when that's when the TV came out and started, you know, oh, we want to interview about you, about your break-in. I'm thinking, I post so much positive stuff and right. you only care about the one negative thing. So I kind of shut down even sharing anything because I was so frustrated at that. Um, but that said, as I'm about to air to you, um, we turned on the water in September of last year, and that was the one thing that was supposed to be fine with the building. It just rained oh, into the no. into the restaurant. So then wow. we had to assess, you know, leaks there and and uh, and get it uh, get that all fixed and repair all the ceiling. And so anyway, 
I say May. I'm ready for it to be later if something like that happens well, again. I, you know, I used to cover um, construction for the Rockford Register Star, and I would talk to um, developers and stuff, and they always wanted to build new buildings. Yeah. They never wanted to go into old buildings because yeah, you just difficult. don't know yeah. until you get in there what's going to happen. Right. I still wouldn't do it any other way. No I'm, one? I'm. Oh God! And I think you have to be a crazy hippie like me to to do it. Um, because it, th- there's so much character in an old space that you just don't feel walking into a new building. And, um, I, I have to put my money where my mouth is. I don't want Rockford to turn into a place where we're just a bunch of chain places. Mm-hmm. I mean, the character is in in something that's original. And I feel like what we build today, unfortunately, doesn't feel very original to me. It feels pretty produced um, when it it comes to, you know, look, driving out to State Street to 90 doesn't, I mean, just, I'm... Well, it also seems like it stays consistent with your uh, lifestyle or desire to be a singer-songwriter, right? Right. You're speaking out of who you are and performing it in sort of a raw kind of a way, speaking your truth, right? So now you have a building which can become an extension of you and who you are rather than, you know, framing out something new or becoming a chain, right? right? Not having that character and the longevity of the history. Right. Yeah. And it really is what shapes a, a city, you know? we What makes us different than every other, up, every other city? I'm mm-hmm. a touring musician and then... Even in my, I'm, I'm 37, and in my amount of time being here, I can say that driving through small towns has changed so much. You know, you know that everything looks the same. It's nice to think that I'm going to be part of something that makes it different here. So I, I like that. I really like that. So what's your vision? Talk, talk, talk to us about the vision for the Norwegian. That's going to be so wonderful. Oh, yeah? oh you're just going to love it. You're going to love it. I, I look forward to it. I can see that I, you know, our listeners can't see the smile on your face and the joy that's kind of radiates out. Which so is amazing us. that it's still so joyful. But yeah. I mean, if you could have seen how long it took me to even get to working on the restaurant. <laughs> so the restaurant is huge now that I've knocked down all of the walls. Um, that used to be uh, 2020 Optical and some other things. It's all open the way that it was when it was built. So I asked the community what they needed because I feel like you can't just serve a community something it doesn't really need. You can you right. can do something that you need, but you also have to you know keep your lights on. So everybody said we just want a place we can sit and have coffee. Mm-hmm. That's not my vision, but that's what the first part of the building is. So you walk in and it's two level. Um, uh, the first one, uh, you walk in and it's a fireplace and a bunch of uh, huge wall of bookshelves, uh, leatherback chairs. Um, uh, places for you to plug in your computer, um, Wi-Fi, sit down. I just want to have a cup of coffee. And there's what we call it, the coffee parlor. Then you go down two stairs and it becomes brunch pub. The whole center of that next section is this uh, really big, beautiful bar. Um, we're using all wood from the um, railroad freight house, the old one that used to be on Cedar Street. Okay. That's yeah. now been knocked down and we're using Bill Howard's guys, um, that Rockford brand project that he does. Okay. Yeah. So he basically um, takes uh, convicts that are out, tr- teaches them a trade and helps them come back into society in a way that makes them feel you know, valued and, and they, that they're contributing in a way that's healthy. And um, they make beautiful stuff. I mean, the so my bar tops, oh, this is amazing. The bar tops are uh, made with a tree that they know was cut down in about 1902 when the building was built. But they counted 200 rings. That means wow. the tree that's my bar is from 1702. It's older than the country. And it's in my bar. <laughs> like, I think that's so much more interesting than just going to Home Depot and buying new lumber, you know? Yes. Um, it just feels really cool to be yeah. supporting that process. And um, anyway, they're making my, they've made already my um, tables. Anyway, you won't, I'm digressing. Big center bar. Off to one side, there is a um, grand piano already there, which has been really nice for my songwriting when I, I get yeah, uh, my lunch go. breaks. 
Um, and then uh, curtain, and I'm going to have a house drum kit. So it should be something that as a musician, if you're on your way, you know, from Minnesota, New Orleans, whatever, this is an easy place to stop. You can come in. You don't have to load in all of your gear. Upright bass player or something might, but, you know, it feels like it's a really good live performance yeah. corner. Then the front of the spot. And this is my, this was my aha moment. So I was trying to think what is going to differentiate me from the um, Rotzgeller and uh, Olympic and mulligans and people that I love and I don't want to compete with. My sure. husband and I live at the Olympic and my parents' first date was at the Rotzgeller when they worked at the Ingersoll and I love them and I don't want to compete. So, um, and I also feel like, why is why has it that the universe has made, has made this take such a long time and I've had these babies in this process and we didn't even know if we wanted to have kids and now we've got them <laughs> and I love them, but wow, we, we, didn't, we didn't really know it was going to happen. Anyway, um, uh, this whole front area... I'm calling it Baby Bergen. Bergen is a city in Norway um, with these very specific looking buildings. And I'm building a small section up front for kids. I'm putting a split rail fence in for, yeah. for the children. You can come in. I can tell you as a mom, you go in, you go out. You have, There's no place to go. I can't I can't go anywhere. I can't go anywhere with my children. That's true. Um, that's unless, why McDonald's over the years made so much money. That's exactly just right. let the yeah. kids free. Go into your play place. But better than that... You can go in, you can put, and it's totally so, I mean, it's thousands of feet away from from coffee parlor where you can just sit and have a, a drink yeah. and, and that's it. You can put your baby in, baby Bergen, let them toddle around while you have a mimosa or a Bloody Mary at the bar. It's right feet away and yes. you can watch it all go down. Yeah. It's brilliant. And then I, it won't compete with the Olympic because the same person that's going to go there is not going to go to right. my restaurant. Totally. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, and all of it. So I've been doing all of this, uh, research into Scandinavian design because I don't want to be a poser and have a place called the Norwegian and have it not look right. <laughs> right. And by the by, I'm not Norwegian. Um, I am Swedish, but my husband is Norwegian. Yeah, and well, I, you know, same yeah. part of the world. <laughs> they would disagree with you, but I, I, I agree. Um, different pancakes, different specialties, whatever. I'm taking, um, cooking classes at Ingebretsen's in Minnesota to learn how to make lefse, which is not my native thing. But I, like I said, I can't be a poser. So um, everything is wooden in there. I'm decking my ceiling with um, old, uh, you know, tongue and groove and then big beans. It's very, it's very wooden. And then I've been harvesting limestone from an old decaying barn at Kilburn and Meridian that they told me I could take that. And I've been inserting that in with the design. Um, it's been really fun to make this space. Yeah. Um, and it feels really good to me. It feels really honest. It feels like I'm recycling a lot of things. Um, and I'm going to get my doors open and I'm going to fulfill all my Kickstarter stuff. And then if it fails, I can, <laughs> I've only failed myself. Right now, <laughs> if I fail, I feel like I'm failing a thousand people. But um, but right now, it's just me. So I'm sorry, this is a long story, but you're hearing no, but it But it's all, a fascinating so. story. Yeah, so that's that's the dream for the the Norwegian when it finally gets open. So how is your singer songwriter experience going to fit in with Norwegian then? I think it's going to be plan? okay. I'm starting out as a seven to two place until I open the nighttime because I need to get my manager in place. Mm -hmm. um, writing has not been a problem. Yeah, I, I really believe that. When I first started writing, I did it because it was fun. But what I was writing was like, I love you. And right, birds are pretty. Um, struggle is so good for my soul. I don't know if it's good for everybody else's, but for me, I really flourish when I have something, not just to fight for, but to fight against as mm -hmm. well. And yeah. this has been really hard and I've had to get fiery in ways that I didn't know I had in me. And, um, and my art has been really 
getting stronger because of it. So I feel that the whole thing kind of goes together pretty well. Um, I can write songs so quickly now. I used to labor over them for weeks. There's no time now. So, I mean, I have to, you know, get married to the words a little bit more um, quickly than I used to. But yeah, uh, I think it's going to, I think it's going to fit together all right. I think it will be okay. Plus I've got the piano at work. So, you know, if it's dead right. and I've got a, I've got a place I can go write. So yeah, I'm going to keep it up. That's awesome. So. Have you imagined like what that first week when, when you actually have entertainment and is it, are there people you want to come in? Oh yeah. I've already thought about opening day. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a group that I love in Chicago that is made up of all my friends, um, called comes on day. It's this jazz blues, beautiful, raucous, wonderful. I seven part harmony. I just want it to be big, loud opening day. Or maybe not. I don't know. I'm so scared to get actually open because I, there's been so much pressure leading up. And I, I'm wondering if I should just like silently open, just put a little open neon sign. Oh, the, the, the dreaded soft open. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, something where I just invite family and friends and everything's yeah, yeah. 50% off. And I don't know how to run a point of sale. I don't know. You know, I have to learn all of that as well. Isn't that the... But you guys know that. You're sitting well, we, here. We had Josh... I was telling him. We had Josh Binning in here from Lucha Cantina yeah. who had 12 years of experience running a restaurant. Right. And he said his first week was his zoo. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they didn't have the process down. Yeah. yeah, it takes a long time. It takes a long time. Any Anything. I watched that founder movie about the founding of McDonald's. Right. Did you see that? It was so yeah. interesting. But I mean, you watch them like graph it out with chalk on a parking lot and like yep. practice their... I was so inspired by that because I mean, that's the kind of forethought that you have to put into that process. And I'm pretty type A, but um, I don't know how what, well I will have prepared. I don't know if we're going to be slow or slammed. You have to think about how much food you have. and. Yeah. Um, we'll just see about, about how that's all going to play out. I'm, I'm fully prepared to, to have the first week be insane, but, uh, but we'll... now you said you'd talk to Josh. I mean, what are some of the restaurant people that you've talked to to get advice from? I talked to Zach Rotello at the Olympic. Uh, I talked to Josh. Um, I talked to, uh, Mike at the Rothskeller just briefly and about things that he didn't even know I was asking about, but basically <laughs> just, Hey, don't, don't let me make mistakes. Yeah. And what are they telling you? They're great. This community wants every there's nobody that's really going to take a whole bunch of people away from anybody else, right? We all just need doors open. No more, we have like 3,000 boarded up buildings in the city right now. We just need more people, more businesses bringing more business to the side of town. And everybody's been saying, yes, go, you can do it. Oh, Paul Slatton, he's another big one. He catered our wedding and he's a big supporter. Um, I owe him a house concert. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> um but uh, yeah, the, everybody here has been, you know, and, and helpful advice. Like get, they always said, get the health department in right away. Don't wait for the health department. They'll find something that's wrong right. and you'll have to take something out. That was good advice. I've had, the, um, I don't know, I've heard the inspectors have now switched over in town, but I had um, Thaddeus, who's the main inspector now in the building before to say, could you just come in and look around? And I mean, I think this is, when, when I tell people I've done that, they're like, you're supposed to hide. And I was like, what, what, to, what could I hide? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I want everyone to know so they can give me, you know, information in a way that's, that, you know, I want, I want to be truthful about it. So everybody, I think, I mean, somebody wrote me, I won't mention it. Somebody very big in Rockford wrote me an email or had his secretary write me an email say, you you can make asbestos go away in this in this way and I said I can't it's too late I've talked to the EPA I've done everything and besides I don't I wouldn't even know how to I'm so transparent I wouldn't even know how to cover I wouldn't even know how to cover it up <laughs> at this point everything it's too late everybody knows everything about me except for the, the really bad stuff that's happened in the buildings I don't want anyone to get down 
Um, so yeah, everyone knows everything. I think every restaurant owner in town, I probably, oh, uh, and oh, I don't want to mention Randy at, um, Five Forks and, um, Garrett's. He's been, he was the first person. He said, I got to tell you things that you wouldn't believe. Like I've got to paint my bathrooms beige or white. That's the new rule. Um, you have to do, he's, he's, he was great. That was the first couple weeks after I finished. And, um, he was essential. Everyone's got little tips like don't fail here. This is what I this yeah. is what I did. And I and I believe me if if anyone came to me I'd be able to tell them the same thing. When you buy a building, here are the things you got to check. Here's what I would do first and it's all about helping each other out, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, we're a, we're a scrappy town that needs to be that way. Um so yeah, I'm there to I'm there to help and people were there to help me. So. And it sounds to me like one of the one of the the, the the threads throughout your life is that you're teaching yourself. Yeah. these things. So you you need a skill, you teach it to yourself. You, you need, you buy a building and you want to get rid of asbestos. You start teaching it to yourself. You have a, a flooring thing issue that needs to be taken care of. You're teaching it to yourself. You're going to have a cafe. You're teaching it to yourself. You're, you're, you know, even, even, you know, you're the kid's area. Yeah. You're teaching yourself something that is completely foreign, right. you know, quite literally. But, but it, you, you don't have to teach yourself everything. You can surround yourself with really good people. Um, I don't want to make this sound like it was a one woman show. Like mm-hmm. I've surrounded myself with some really great people. Um, even, and, and even I God, the kids area, I go to, we are members of the discovery center. They're great. They'll talk you through things. Um, you know, everybody, everybody has been so helpful and I am only as good as the people I've surrounded myself with. I've got a great lawyer. Um, Helmut Redschlag is our architect and he is absolutely invaluable for every kind of advice. Um, really good plumbers, HVAC guys, Joe Dare, who did Paul Sletton's electricity. He's did ours. We've got really good people that have been directing me in a way that is honest and, um, really, really just professional and kind. And I've, I really like the people. So they've taught me too. I haven't had to, you know, YouTube video, everything, although I've done my share of that. (laughs) I've been up there like, how do you, you know, I don't know. I've done a lot of, I've got to ground an outlet, how to ground an outlet. You know, (laughs) you can find things out pretty quickly now. So you just, you know, go on YouTube and that's what you do. What was life like before YouTube? I know I lived in it, but I I don't remember. (laughs) I actually actually do remember. In fact, I have a I have a book that called the way things work, and you'd open it up, and it had these diagrams and text, like things you had to read, and it would you know stat very statically tell you here's how these things move. I I, I think (laughs) I have that book. I have that book. I I used to use that book. That was how I fascinated me. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a step back. So. Because the, we call this the Thinker What Works podcast. So if you could magically transform yourself back three years ago, what have you learned over the process you wish you knew then? What do I wish I knew? Okay. I wish I knew about buying a building with assistance, first and foremost. I bought the building without think without thinking and because I believe that in that whole leap and the net will appear and all of that. I, all of those sayings work on me. Be the change. That works on me too. They all work on me. <laughs> so I leapt and the, and the net did not appear, right? Um, so I should have had um, all of the inspections. I should have had all of those things. I think it would have made me buy the building differently. I would have budgeted differently. I would have mortgaged differently. Um, and I wish I would have done more with leases, for tenants and those kinds of things. I, I wish I could have gone back and done that differently. Um, I wish I would have told myself then, e- even in the midst of all of it, it's a building. It's not, you know, it's not something that's going to ruin your life or make or break it. I let it get so big. 
Um, and it just stressed me out and stressed out my family. And to top it off, I'm either pregnant or nursing for the last, you know, two and a half years. So, um, that just added a level of stress. I, I, I think I, I would have said the kids are more important than this building. I think I would have said that at one point too. Um, I would have hired out a little bit more of the help. I spent a lot of time doing things that would have been very cheap to have somebody else do, but I was just so determined to do it myself. Um, you can do too much yourself to the point where you're spread thin enough. I still, to this day, I'm cleaning my own. I have six public bathrooms. I'm cleaning them all every Tuesday. Um, you know, I, <laughs> I am sweeping my own floors. Everything that has to be done. I'm installing utility sinks for my artist renters upstairs. The clay doesn't go down the drain. I mean, this is all me. Um, even now, as I'm telling myself, I should, I should probably be paying money for that. But if it's not there, you're kind of stuck with it. Um, I think I would have done more of that. I would have asked for more help from my friends and family. I didn't take it. I was too proud. Um, I think I would have. Uh, I think I would have worked a little less hard as well. I took. I didn't sleep many nights. I would just go at the building and go at it until you know wee hours of the morning with a respirator on and just crazy. Come home with like perma marks on my face for a week. You know, um, I think I would have done that differently too. But a lot did work. I mean, I I should say that a lot did work. Those maple floors that I I spent those six months on are gorgeous. They're the talking. They look like your maple floors. Mm-hmm. They're the talking piece of everyone walking in. All oh, these floors. I love these floors. Same thing with the stairs. And I got rid of all my rust. And I kept the I kept the metal. I kept the radiators. I they I did the thing no one told me to do. Everyone said get rid of those radiators. The radiators are beautiful. They cleaned up so nice. Um, I kept the beautiful ceiling tiles. I, I kept my urinal. I re-enameled my urinal and that's so beautiful. You know, the things that I was worried about, um, and all the money and the cost, they, they are now talking pieces that make that building attractive. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm happy that I, I, that I put in the time in some cases. So positives and negatives. I don't know. I'm just spinning my wheels. Well, and you, you said that the struggle, a lot of struggle has given you, you know, things to, things to sing about, things yeah. to write about. Oh, so. Yeah. As as we close out here, I'm curious. You've you've written many words and sung yeah. many words. What what has been maybe the most influential lyrics of this recent past? Okay, I'm going to tell you. Um, the next album I'm writing is called Backbone. It's about having one. Okay, and I'll just tell you. I'll just try to lyric it out. Uh, measure me, not by inches. I am tall. It ain't written on the wall all the ways someone can grow. Can't you see that the height of me depends on what I've been up against? That's how far I've had to go. I was falling down, struck me to the ground when you shot that line, but now I'm crawling out, lucky that I found that I'm twice as fine. And it breaks my heart that you threw that stone, but you played your part playing my backbone. And it always comes back to the chorus about how you should measure somebody not by, you know, um, a rock star that gets on stage and takes the stage. That's not very brave. That doesn't take a lot of extra work. But if you think about that rock star starting maybe too scared to get on stages of, you know, if you see how far a, a person has come, um, you can really uh, measure the distance that, that it's taken for them to get there. And I feel like I've come a really long way. And in the process, people have torn me down. I've kind of shrunk a little bit um, because uh, once you become successful, people find a way to, to say nasty things. I got trolled really badly and um, all of it while working so hard and um it all plays a part um the hard work and how far you go and the people that say the terrible things the bit they all make you um they all make you strong and you have a backbone so um that's the that's the takeaway from my um from my experience on Auburn <laughs> and Main Street. so well that's 
that's uh, inspiring for sure. Uh, Emily, it has a, been a pleasure speaking with you for this uh, was nice last bit of time. I'm looking forward to uh, going to the Norwegian when it opens, oh. maybe in May or maybe later. Maybe later, or, but it knows? will get open. <laughs> <laughs> it will get there. Well, I think we can find more information about Emily at emilyherd.com. That's H-U-R-D.com. Mm -hmm. uh, and then for those in Rockford or traveling through, look for the Norwegian opening yep. uh, in 2018. Yep.